Hey guys, this is uh, Dear Scooter. Uh, we're proud to present, Sleep With Me podcast is proud to present Game of Drones presenting a Napcast. This is just a couple segments of uh, Game of Drones episode towards the end that you might not have heard. In about a 20 to 30 minute segment, perfect length, hopefully to take a nap to. Now it's nap season Thanksgiving, you might not need this nap cast, but maybe, uh, what is it, the cr- crazy uh, buying stuff Friday, you might need it, Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Go ahead and tuck it away, you know, for a little mini hibernation, alright? And uh, if this, you're randomly finding this, this is a little segment of the Sleep With Me podcast, the podcast to put you to sleep. Invited on iTunes, on any podcast thingamajig. Or www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello. Yeah, Tom, just speak into the mic. Hello, hello, this is uh, Tommen. I'm back again. So good to be here with you. And I'm here with another tale. Tale of Sir Pounce. Not with Sir Pounce's tale, but with a tale, a story, if you will. Of brave Sir Pounce, the greatest cat who has ever lived, in all of the eight kingdoms, in all of Westeros and the Narrow Sea and other places that I've heard talked about in the north, even beyond the wall, they hail the name Sir Pounce, without hail from the sky, but a hail, hail, hooray, hooray for Sir Pounce. Now, this tale of Sir Pounce starts out with the tale of Tommen. <laughs> You might say, oh, Tom, and you don't have a tail. Well, I spin the tails. Now, one time when I was younger, I had to try to spin Sir Pounce by his tail because Joff told me to, and Sir Pounce clawed me, and I cried, and Mother said we were going to get rid of the cat, and I said, no, 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 it was Joff. He said, spin the cat and throw it. And I said, no, and he said, well, I do not. Anyway, I... Sir Pounce said never to speak of it again, for our friendship was, uh, you know, Sir Pounce said he has forgiveness and the ability to forgive me when I'm, you know, not thinking straight. And that's what friends do, they forgive, and they're friendly. And that's not very friendly, but I said, I'm so sorry, Sir Pounce, I'm so sorry. And he said, well, I'm sorry for calling you Tommen and, and scaring you and having your mother have to you know, threatened me and and be close to you, closer than you prefer. So it is fine, Tommen. Now, how how what led to this tale is where we'll start. That's the beginning. There was one day when I was in my room, and this was back at the for a brief time. I had a room with a balcony, and I looked out over the garden, and and of course I lost that room for dropping things from the balcony and pushing things from the balcony, and then Joff threatened to throw me and Sir Pounce from the balcony. And then finally, when I went to the bathroom off the balcony during a ceremony that was down there in the garden, and everyone saw me nude, Mother said she could, she was ashamed, so ashamed of you. What is wrong with you, Tom, and showing yourself like that and peeing was what a chamber pot is for. But anyway, so then I didn't, but this was the briefly the time when I did have the balcony before I peed off the balcony. 
in front of all those people. And it felt good, I'll tell you. Tom, and I know it was wrong. Tom knows it was wrong, but I had a laugh. Well, no, I cried very much so. But so, Sir Pounce, I had this one night I was deep asleep, and I heard Sir Pounce screaming and, and howling and these strange noises. And I said, oh, dear, my best friend Sir Pounce is in danger, and I pulled the covers over my head. And that did not cease the screaming. And it was this howling and screaming and howling. And I went outside and I looked. And Sir Pounce was in the middle of the garden in the open. And he was rolling around with another cat. And they were he was on top of the cat. And he was pushing the cat and grabbing the cat and hitting the cat with his his uh his 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 waist and his rolling around and holding on to it and and I said, Sir Pounce, are you okay? And I just cried and I cried. And Sir Pounce shot this look at me when he looked angry and intense. And then the, uh, the septa came and said, Tom, and get to bed. We should have never given you this room. Your room should have no windows and no doors and no balconies. And you should just stay in there forever. And then that, and I told Mother, she said that, and that septa was gone. So mothers sometimes can be good. But so Sir Pounce, I said the next day, I said, Sir Pounce, are you okay? Oh, Sir Pounce, oh, Sir. And Sir Pounce was so happy and purring before I even touched him. And I said, Sir Pounce, what happened? He said, oh, oh, last night what you saw. He said, I said, are you cut? What was that fight? Oh, Sir Pounce. And he said, oh, no, that was not a fight, Tom. That was uh, me and another cat. We were playing. We were playing. It was a lady cat, and we played, and we may play again tonight, Tom, and, and it's just a form of playing, and just don't worry about it. And I said, okay, well, that seems fun. Stefan said, no, 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 don't. Uh. And then the next day I tried to do it with my cell and my sister, and I tried to reenact what Sir Pounce was doing, and Mother struck me, and it was painful. And she said, good, what is wrong with you, Tom and Tom and Tom and unhand, unhand your sister? What what has gotten into you? Where did you learn that horror? And I blamed Joff. I said, Joff told me to do it. And he said, yeah, I would never blame Sir Pounce. And uh, then Sir Pounce came to me that night and jumped on my bed. He said, oh, I saw, I said, Sir Pounce said, I saw what happened with your sister. And listen, buddy, you can't play like that. I wasn't really playing uh, and I said, but you said you were playing. And he said, well, it's a certain kind of playing. And I said, uh, and I said, mother struck me, Sir Pounce. And so I said, Tom and Tom, Sir Pounce said, Tom, and don't worry. One day I'll make your mother pay, but not today. Now, Tom, and can you promise me never to do that again? And thank you for not ratting out Sir Pounce. And I said, Sir Pounce, of course I can promise you. What what do you need me to promise? I said, he said, don't do that to your sister again. And if you do promise me never to do that, I will tell you a tale about my quest. And I'll tell you a, a magical long tale, Tom, and every night, one, you know, to, to help you sleep. And I said, oh, Sir Pounce, that sounds wonderful, because night is horrible for me when you're out there with it. When he said, well, I'll still be out there with the cat, but, you know, when I'm done... You know, you'll hear that's the fighting stop. 
And uh, I guess I'll help you go to sleep first so you'll be asleep. And don't wake up when you hear Sir Pounce playing. But every night I'll come for a little while and tell you this tale. And it's called Sir Pounce and the Quest 08. Like a 08. And he said, I promised to tell you this tale. And I said, oh, Sir Pounce, can you tell it to me now? And he said, not tonight, Tom. And he's like, I have that cat's out there waiting for me to play. And I got to get out there. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say, I can barely think straight right now, Tom. And, but I promise I'll come and tell you the tale tomorrow. Well, actually, I'll be busy this week, Tom. And so how about next week I come and I tell you. And I said, oh, Sir Pounce, I'm so glad you care. I'm so glad we're friends. You're so brave. And I'm not brave. Like, And Sir Pounce said, one day you will be, Tom. And I promise you that, especially after you hear this tale. It's a wonderful tale, Tom. And then I'll tell it to you soon. But, you know, you go to sleep now, Tom. And Get out, you know, say your prayers. And soon, just a week from now, I think that that cat will be out of heat or whatever. Oh, it's heat, Sir Pounce. Oh, forget I said that, Tom. And if you want to hear the tale, you won't mention any of this, okay? And I'll be back in a week to tell you the beginning of Sir Pounce and the Quest 08. And I, my friends, will be back soon to tell you the tale that Sir Pounce tells to me. I just wanted to tell you the tale of Sir Pounce telling me about the tale and the stuff with my sister. And uh, my mother said I, she never hit me, so that part is not true. It was just my imagination. And father was laughing at me and spitting wine on me. And, uh, and I, I feel something inside that is so unpleasant. But when Sir Pounce is here, it goes right away. So I will be lying in bed trying not to listen to Sir Pounce play and not thinking about the smell of my sister's hair or my mother or the strangeness of it all because I have a best friend who cares about me. And that's all that matters. Not any of these things I don't know how to put words to or when I have trouble breathing and the stuff that says just breathe what's wrong with you or any of that such thing. As that, and I hear grandfather maybe coming. Oh, dear, dear, dear. But Sir Pounce cares, and Sir Pounce is brave, and Tommen will be brave until he returns with his tail, and I return with his tail too. T-A-L-E, not D-A-I-L. Okay, thank you. Good night. Hey, guys, it's me. Calling in, or whatever we call praying in. Checking in with a prayer, whatever we want to... So I'm here, Barky, Chester, Smith, Miller, Crone. Yeah, I did you guys in a different order this time. Before I get to the you know important stuff, the work I'm doing here on your um on your Earth or your West work I'm doing here in Westeros, I wanna I don't know. I got a little conundrum with these New York Jets because I don't know. I don't follow them closely, but I'm thinking things aren't going well. And then I started thinking about George R. R. Martin and his, uh, I don't have any uh, facts. It'd be nice if I had some data we could uh, algorithmize to see what any, when George R. R. Martin's more productive, if the Jets are winning or losing. But it's pretty close to calling it a quits for the season almost for the Jets. If, if and They might be one in three. So hopefully God's, you know, make them win this weekend really good. Uh, you know, I think Eric Decker's questionable. 
Looks like Jets player Geno Smith uh, that I know about for sure. But uh, if not, can you just tank their season? Don't well, we won't tell George Armand about this, but you know maybe they'll have some. You know if we if they're definitely toast, then be less likely he'd be worried and stressed out physically or mentally, and then maybe they'll have some time. No, I mean I don't know. Maybe he'll be more productive. I'm not sure. But that's just something I was thinking about. But, you know, the real reason for my prayers is my servitude and um, whatever, uh, just not gesticulating, but, you know, my uh, whole, 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 you know, stuff I'm doing here to celebrate your names. And Chrome, you know, we're on this task, so I wanted to update you guys on this project uh, shut-in or Operation Invalid. I forgot what I called it where all these old people got thrown out of this town and we got them down at this camp. And uh, it turns out that one, there's no meals for wheels, gods. But I know this is like almost, I think this is like one of those combos. Maybe it's a test, maybe it's opportunity. Maybe I'm off my rocker. So I kind of start from the the top. So, you know, I get down there, like I was telling you last week, I'm like, all right, I got to get these. There's no one else. A couple, a couple few people that you know, maybe we're under 60 but other than that it was all these poor elderly people gods it was really sad once I uh, got over my initial repulsion and revulsion at the stuff that was going on there and the you know, the, you know stuff that was grossing me out but uh, I was like wow I really need to help here these people are uh, they're not eating nutritiously they're fighting over the food, like they had spent all their money on like candy and baked goods, and then there was the sex stuff I talked about last week. There was just, um, you know, sanitary issues like all encampments, and then honestly, gods, I had like one of those moments where I was like, I don't know if I'm up to this task. Maybe the gods picked the wrong person, even though you guys didn't directly pick me. I kind of, you know, went out of my way to take care of this when I do it for you. And, you know, I kind of volunteered, I guess, I mean, for this job. But, you know, you guys maybe, I don't understand how the whole, I'm not into predestiny, gods, you know that. But uh, so, but I was, like, worried. I was like, I don't know if I'm not very good at, uh, you know, this whole thing with telling, you know, I don't know anything about, I'm not the survival man. I don't barely watch that show, so I don't know what plants they can eat. I don't know what clean water looks like. I only know water, you know, might look dirty, but I don't know. Could you drink it or not? Where should they go to the bathroom? And then, guys, I remember, then I was thinking about the bathroom situation there because that was, I knew that was one thing, disease and dysentery and stuff and just bad smells. And I know you got, like, I was like, upstream or downstream, if we find a stream, you want to be downstream, you know, and drink the water upstream. And then I remember God said, I was like, wait a second, I worked at this, you know, these two huge apartment buildings cleaning them where it was all older people. I want to say old people because they were over 60-something, 60 65 maybe. And, um, you know, there was just a cleaner and uh, maintenance site person, but I fantasized about being a dictator there and running things. And so then I was like, well, you know, maybe I... Should I, is this my chance to exact vengeance or use my fantasies or what? And then, I mean, I guess I should, this is like the chunk thing that came up this episode, Tyrion. 
confession time, gods. Uh, if I, I don't know if you can forgive me for stuff that happened in another universe that's not parallel to this one. That's kind of like off on a, you know, I don't even know what intersection you call it. But, you know, when I worked there, it was mostly in the summertime. And I used to sing Christmas carols in the summertime all the time when I was there. And a lot of the old people didn't like it. And they would say, what are you doing? And I would ignore them and just keep singing. And then they'd say, why are you singing Christmas carols? Like, I'd, I'd be like, uh, Santa Claus coming to town. Boom, 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 Santa Claus. You know, I'd get on the elevator. Boom, 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 Santa. And they'd be looking at me. And then finally, one of them, Crone, that would just start getting irritated. She'd be like, what are you, what are you, it's not Christmas time, it's summer. I'd be, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, uh, uh. And I'd increase my volume. And she, I, then usually there'd be some sort of yelling, and I would just keep singing, sometimes louder, or I'd switch songs, or I'd do like a segue, or then I'd start whistling. Like, Santa Claus, bump, 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 bump. Rudolph the red nose reindeer has a very shiny nose. I think I got written up for it, or probably more than once. But, you know, it wasn't that sad. I was like, well, you can't, you know, where's this? Show me the employee handbook where it says I can't sing Christmas carols when it's not Christmas. And, you know, they're like, you know what you're doing. You know, and I said, well, this is, is, is there no singing policy I need to be aware of? And they're come on, give us a break here. We don't need this headache. Why you got to be a jerk? And I, I, God's, I'm a jerk, okay? So that's one thing. So I did not sing any Christmas. I don't even know what holidays, if you guys even know about Christmas, so sorry. Barky, just so you know, Treebeard, uh, I hope you watch those DVDs because I've got Guardians of the Galaxy. So I'm looking forward to you meeting Groot or getting an idea of Groot, uh, okay? All right, guys, so then I was like, uh, now that I'm forgiven for my sins... Or that sin. Uh, I was like, all right, well, Matt, yeah, I guess I could start ball ordering these people around. So I started bossing everybody around. And then next thing you know, I found, started finding stuff from you guys. I f found a spring because some, uh, some dude fell into it. And he said, ah, they said, uh, Barney's up there. He's, he's trapped in the, he fell into the earth. And it was all marshy and wet. And I said, oh, Barney. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, my, my legs are too hot. And this water's cool. And then he fell in, and then I said, oh, this is a hole. And then I said, and then I noticed that it was up, bubbling up from the ground. And then someone's like, well, this is a spring. And I said, all right, well, you know, get out of there, man. What the heck? And then I said, oh, no, you guys got to boil this water. We'll just drink it, whatever. But that's our water, so we'll put the bathroom way, way far away. And I kind of paid attention where the water was trickling. So I think that spring i got to thank the miller for it because it's flowing water and you use flowing water so thank you miller and then we went down and we dug some of the latrines and when i say we this time guys i mean me most of these old guys they there's a couple that used to be uh soldiers or knights or squires and they tried to act like i was like i'm gonna dig some latrines and they were like oh well you know they're and this is you know sad i'm sure i'll be that way and you know soon or you know Hopefully never, but they're like, oh, yeah, we'll dig with you, Sonny. Well, I used to dig. They tell me all these stories about running the eights and, they, you know, digging holes. And I was like, oh, boy. And then none of them 
the whole day, like, started complaining about the sun. It was cloudy, by the way. But whatever, we got the latrines dug. And then, you know, I was like, don't you guys put something over these holes? And they were good for that because they found some, some like, sticks that had already fallen off trees, Barky. I think you just try put them there. And there was perfect. There were some with holes in them, circles. Like, actually, there's one or two. I don't know how you curl those, Barky, but they were perfect. I sat on one. It was super comfortable. So we got that set up. We had the water. And then I said, uh, um, I used the same ghost routine from scaring the loggers, but this time I saw, I found some of the people that were like the most scary looking. And I said, tonight we'll, uh, we'll go out and scare some people and steal their wagons. And I said, just rich looking people. So, you know, quick, said, I can't, I don't have time, but they would block the road and just moan. And some of them were just moaning in general or yelling. And then I would pretend like I was a, a trout. I'd be like, no, those are the, you know, I'd make up some story and scream, run for your lives. Those are the ghosts of the witches of Westwick. And, you know, they they were cursed here forever to stay on this road. And they only come out tonight. So you guys better run for it. And then I have people on the other side, like another. And so usually the people would run. And because I was like so panicked, like I'd be, I'm pretty good at being scared naturally. And so I was terrified. So they leave the, and then they would steal all their stuff, which I know probably is wrong, but these people would have, you know, anybody that didn't look rich, who, who's, if you got a cart or some sort of conveyance with a piece of burden, you're better off than these people down at Camp, uh, Camp Shut In. So and then we bring them. So then we had food, and we had. Um, there ended up being clothes. There ended up being some musical instruments one time. So then stuff started going was going better, and there was some arguing and stuff. But people were scared of me. I did not pretend to be. You know, I totally played up that I'm young and mean, and so I wasn't nice to anybody. And I was like, I can leave. That's what I said every time. I'm like, I can leave, and just leave you people and. Uh, I good luck. Like, and by the way, I copyrighted, you know, which is a West is copyrighted, not by me. And they said, what's copyright? I said, don't worry. Like somebody's going to come and arrest you. And then they'll throw you in a dungeon for stealing Westwick or whatever. Maybe it's Eastwick, but I said they were Westwick. And so then I, the whole sex thing. So a bunch of people started getting sick. They were showing, oh, it's gross, man. I don't even tell you guys like about the, things and so I sat the guys down because I knew it was the guy's fault and I said all the guys that were sick and I said who's the rest of you guys that are still you know let's be honest here and I said well, don't you guys um practice like a uh, safe sex so you know don't you wear condoms and I didn't know and then they're telling me about lamb skin or goat skin and they're like no we don't wear skins like we're crazy like no one's gonna have babies here and I said well you know there's other things that can get born into your into you and they're not human like whatever is causing that oh whatever you know stuff your discharge is boy and uh and then they're like well we're you know why we're older you know why would we worry about it we're gonna die soon and i said well maybe not today and i said how you you how can you use that thing when it's when it's doing that and with that on there and I said, I don't know. So then I was like, what are we going to do about this sex thing? Because I can't tell them. So then I was like, oh, well, I guess uh, um, 
can't do it. I don't know. So I try to segregate all the sick people that want to have sex. And I said, if you already have this thing, like, you know, and I think they're probably sneaking around still. So that's not um, going good. But I figure we can weaponize this stuff probably. So that's what I was thinking of you, Smith. And I don't want to get into the details, but consider it it's underway. Um, so when we get a hold of this alderman, uh, who I'm calling uh, Clegane Bolt, Bolton Clegane, that's my made-up name for him to keep me angry, Sir Bolton Clegane, the alderman or alderman Bolton, uh, you know, He's going to, that's, so that's your, thank you, Smith, for that challenge of the sexually transmitted disease challenge. That's good. Crone, this whole challenge I know is on you because the other thing is that luckily I'm able to tune out people because the amount of complaining, um, and I'm not even asking for gratitude because I'm totally in servitude, you know, so I don't need, I'm gratituded for this, uh, well, I might be lying. I mean, yeah, some part of me should be grat gratituded for this uh, opportunity, but maybe not. But, you know, I, I was like, just don't complain about it. I got, you know, come on, we're robbers now. And then I tried to play some games. And I said, let's pretend you're pirates or fairies, whatever you wish, wish you were. You did it with your life that you might have wasted. Now's your chance. So now we got like these different encampments, like the fairy encampment. We got the pirate encampment. We got the um, witches, which is they, they're like really bonded. Those are kind of like my uh, right hand uh, women, the witches, and there's dudes in there too. Uh, but you know, we're just witches. So there's no warlocks, Beastwick or Westwick or whatever. But uh, they're all witches. I mean, most of the guys. They didn't, they didn't cut their hair or whatever. And so that's like kind of the update now is things are stable here. We're, I mean, I'm sure somebody's going to come looking for these witches. And uh, then I'm a, I got a lie for that. Um, I'm going to pin it on that alderman and tell him, uh, I don't know, I got to flush the lie out. I don't have it. To, I thought I thought of it, but I didn't. God, I'm sorry. That's it. I'm here, you know, serving you, working hard. I'm begging for forgiveness. And, uh, well, you know, notice I have not mentioned the maiden once because I kind of repulsed my sexuality drive is um, been uh, damaged maybe being down here and, you know, just stuff I'm hearing and seeing. So don't worry, maiden, you're off. I mean... Maybe I'm just going to be some sort of priest. It'd be nice if you could send me some weaponized nuns, like warrior nuns, that could also, like, deal with any festering or bulb, like, you know, any pus or that kind of stuff. Because I don't, one, I don't have any interest in it, and two, I'm not good, two, I'm not good at it. But I'm, right now I'm concentrating on my plans for the Alderman Clegane uh, Bolton. I'm going to mess him up. And uh, wreak vengeance for these people and then probably retake the town, maybe. I don't know what I'm, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but like I said, God's out this time. Somehow, you know, ever since I found you, God's old, God's and new and the newest. It's Jester, what up? Um, you know, my, my, my like blundering into stuff and just trusting my poor judgment and starting to do stuff and then realizing it's a bad idea. 
when I do that for you, instead of doing it for me, when I do stuff for you without thinking, it seems to work out a lot better. Uh, you know, just blundering across this old lady or, you know, bossing these people around. Yeah, it's working pretty good. So uh, I'm going to keep it up. No more me and the boots and the maiden. Those days are gone. All my, um, you know, mistaken first steps are be for you, gods. Dedicated to you, you sweet crone, sweet, sweet, sweet crone. I don't know how sweet you are anymore. I mean, you're sweet crone, yes. And who can forget the miller who granted us with the spring, the smith who gave us uh, the STDs, Barky. There's a lot of tree coverage, plus those branches we use for the toilets, so thank you for that. Jester, I know this is a whole, you're loving this and having, I mean, you must be behind all the sex. And especially with that, I didn't think they'd be so loud, unfortunately, uh, for me. You wouldn't believe, I'm sure if you can see the nightmares I've been having, you'll know why I'm swearing it off. Uh, uh, so thanks, Jester, for that. And that's it, gods. Thank you again. All I can say, uh, you might be surprised I'm saying thank you for all this because I'm, you know, sometimes I'm faking it until I make it. Like right now, I'm not really thankful. I don't know if I've slept good. And I'm eating pretty good. I mean, all this robbery we're doing. Witch robbery, uh, so that's a cool thing. So that you know, I don't know. Thank you all, gods, for that. You know, to be highway men and women, witch highway men and women is pretty cool. So that's it. I'll check in soon when you know vengeance is up next. So that's it. I'll check you guys soon. All right. Good. Good night, gods. Good night. Thank you.